What's up, everyone? It's Gavin or Tweak. What's good? What's good? It's Marcus or Pink. What up? What up? It's Charles or Chuck. And what's going on? You got Matt or Has. Thanks, everyone, for giving us a week off last week. Thank you, chat. Appreciate that. Uh, not that you have much of a choice, but it's all good. Uh, we do actually really appreciate it because travel home from Genesis was pretty crazy for all of us, and it was just busy time in life. So I'm glad we're all back in action, back from Genesis, all feeling better. Charles is back in Hawaii. Charles, why don't you tell them about the Patreon? So today, I mean, obviously, if you guys want to see more bonus content, you guys enjoy the show, make sure the best way to support us is through the Patreon Uh Last week, we uploaded some of Gavin's offline sets at Genesis, so I highly recommend, especially if you've never been to a major, to check those out. Those are You get to see more of the grassroots side of the community uh, for the you know off-stream matches, so got to see two of those. And then for this week, this week's Patreon content is Gavin going to be going over his Genesis run and going over his future plans for other tournaments. Obviously, there's a ton to talk about this week, so we just trying to squeeze in everything we can and of course if you guys like it uh like the content on youtube or you know spotify or apple podcast make sure to like comment and subscribe let us know how you guys feel one of the topics we're going to go over today is uh mk leo winning king kong so make sure in the comments to tell us tell us what you think about leo's run at king kong and yeah i'm really excited to get into the topics today and of course like comment and subscribe and Rate the podcast on the, uh, sorry, it's like a lot, but yeah, rate Damn. the podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So yeah, let's get into what kind of topics we got today, Has. Try, right, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I've been watching some Smash this weekend. Y'all watch. How's everyone doing, by the way, before we even jump into talking about Smash? It's been, we took a week off. Uh, Marcus, how you been, man? Hey, bro, you know, I'm always good. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're right. Sorry, stupid question. Gavin, how you doing? What? <laughs> that's crazy okay. um yeah i mean not, nothing's changed like i just family man it up little man's like he got like four teeth now it's crazy i know they'll be crawling if <laughs> and uh he's he's like standing a lot so uh he'll probably be walking soon and i don't know it's it's wow. an experience man i don't it is definitely uh pretty much my entire life so yeah but it's great it's great i wouldn't i wouldn't trade it for anything in the world yeah how's it going chuck so for me a lot of changes so after genesis i went back down to socal for a week to ship my car kind of like finalize the move ship my car also bring termi from california to hawaii which was a nightmare if you ever try to bring a pet into hawaii Get ready to drop some bread and go through some complications. That's all I gotta say. So that, sorry, that was a little that was a little tough, but you know we got here. Uh, and we mentioned subscribe to the Patreon, by the way. Help turn me out. Yeah, please help turn me, man. <laughs> please help him out. But yeah, I mean that that was uh there was some complications, but at the end of the day, I'm here. Termi's here, so super happy about that. Had a great time at Genesis. Was able to spend my birthday in socal so had dinner with the house before i dipped out the next day so yeah overall i mean a lot of work a lot of changes but we're here and can't really can't wait to get into some of these topics how you feeling has good bro i'm good i'm chilling you know me working hard hardly working whatever actually it's been just a lot of working hard like a ton <laughs> uh it sucked like it's been really really tough to balance everything recently but like in a good way i like being busy i hate not being busy, I get bored easily, and I like go crazy. I like pace like a like a tiger in a cage or some shit. Um, so I get bored easily. So I'm glad I've been super busy. 
you even saw me at Genesis. I mean, you saw me doing like in our hotel while we were getting ready for blocks and stuff. I'm like, oh, hold on, I gotta do some work real quick. I just have to do this shit. Work's been busy, but busy is good. Yeah, it's it's all good, man. It's been yeah, it's been a lot. Genesis was a lot, um, as it always is. Um, I always say this, but I'm glad we're more centralized in the USA Smash scene. Uh, we're not making that trek over to the West Coast every other week or whatever it was before because. It, it's a lot, man. It's crazy how taxing it is, um, especially when you have a lot going on, you know, at home, as we all do, obviously, in our personal lives. And we're all East Coasters, basically, except for Charles, obviously. Um, it's rough, but it's even a long trip for you now, so it's not convenient. Um, yeah. But overall, I'm Pacific good, Coast but, now. Yeah, exactly. PC man. Um, it was it was good to see everyone at Genesis, though it always is. And it was great to see some awesome uh, Smash Ultimate at Genesis. Really great top eight, uh, all that good stuff. The top sixty four, everything was good. So. Too many good sets for them to stream. Zachary won me a hundred bucks. Can't complain about that. The goat. If I'm gonna shout out one person for Genesis, shout out to Zachary. It's crazy. Uh, ninth. Like, he, no, no, one, one more, more, one more. Yeah, thirteen. Okay. Zachary came through. My man said, "I got you." He three owed me, and then he dipped out of the tournament just for me. What a guy. That was like what a guy. Was excellent, dude. Hundred bucks. No game of watch top eight. See you. Worked <laughs> out for me. Gavin, how you doing? I'm good. Pokemon Presents was very exciting. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah, that happened today. Yeah, been practicing Smash. Uh, studied my Genesis matches. Uh, yeah, I've been good. I've been staying productive. Um, i sorry. I can't help but think about the Pokemon thing today. Like, <laughs> It just oh, happened, too. So, so like, we're recording Tuesday, so... Does the podcast know how into Pokemon you are? Like, I know we've talked about it they a have bit, but a bro, you might like Pokemon more than Smash. Like, that's that's where <laughs> we're at. It's bro, it's close. Uh, I have never thought about that one, but we've done the Pokemon lists on the show and stuff. We've done stuff. I I think they know at least relatively. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be in like the rabbit holes though. Like, I and keep up with. I keep up with everything Nintendo. I keep up with every potential rumor and leak, especially Pokemon, like new consoles, new games. Like I keep up every day. I don't know. Keeps me, keeps me, uh, gives me hope for like the future when it, when it comes to like new consoles and smash and stuff too. So <laughs> yeah, I don't know if y'all saw the trailer. Charles, this might be your first time seeing it. This is my first time seeing it, yeah. Right, I want to see what Charles thinks about this, bro. All the unknowns, dude. Why didn't we get it? They juked us. Charles didn't even watch, bro. I Benji didn't. I, bro, I, this was the start of it. Bro, it was the Legends trailer. So it had to be like like 3 a.m. for Chuck that when was joy was on. Like, I mean, what time oh, was it? That's true. My bad. It's usually like 7 a.m., 8 a.m. Uh, West Coast time. So yeah, Did probably. everyone in here play Arceus? I have, nope. yeah. Yes. Okay, everyone but Marcus. <laughs> no. Marcus, get in there. Marcus isn't really a Pokemon <laughs> guy, though. It's a great game. I, like, I am, but I realized I was driving home today, and I was thinking about it. I was like, dang, I didn't play Scarlet Violet, and they're, like, announcing a new. Like, I own Scarlet, or I forgot which one. I, I think I own Scarlet, and I just didn't play it. And I was like, bro, am I... Damn. Am I really getting old? Yeah, if they're announcing new stuff and you haven't played, bro, it might be a wrap. Dang, Pokemon robbed you like that, man? You bought the game and you didn't even play it. That's crazy. It's tough, bro. I was going to say, Marcus, because I bought Scarlet Violet and I refused to play the DLC. 
was like, yeah, I'm just not interested. I'm not, I'm not into it, man. Yeah, I was in a Discord call with Aaron, and he was streaming. It was B and I in a call, but we weren't streaming on my channel or anything. And we kind of immediately could tell it was a Legends game, just because it wasn't. Because uh, Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl was outsourced to Ilka, so you could kind of tell. But it was Game Freak right at the start, and we were just like, Legends, Legends, Legends. So, and I knew it was Gen 6 pretty quickly as well. But everyone expected black and white or gold silver type of game. Um, but there's a lot of things that make sense here and there's a lot to be excited about. One of the super obvious things is mega evolutions are coming back. And um, that also could mean new mega evolutions. And then all the stuff that comes with the Legends game, like starter forms, where we're going to get a new legendary probably from uh, Gen 7 because Legends Arceus had a new Gen 5 legendary. So we'll probably see a new Tapu. We're going to see new starter forms. We might see new... We're going to have like a new region name for Kalos probably. Uh, we might get some some Zygarde or Eveltal, Xerneas related thing. Uh, I'm just... I'm so excited. And it's going to take place entirely within Lumio City, which is very different. Especially because Arceus was in the past. Uh, before Sinnoh was... Is, like, is what it is in diamond pearl so i'm thinking this game might be more of a modern game which is a bit of a curveball because i feel like people associated the legends vibe with the past but i think now the pokemon company is showing that they can do really whatever with the legends game and it's kind of like what has said before we, we started recording where it's just as long as it's based around the legendary more so than like right. a timeline because Arceus was like the like not quote unquote like the first Pokemon, so it's obviously going to be like ancient yeah. times and all that stuff. So that makes sense. But Zygarde is is not that. So yeah. we'll see what they decide to do with it, which is really cool. Yeah, it's a. Uh, I feel like it really opens up the potential for the game, um, and like I said, it's it's all within one city. So we'll see how that plays out. Um, yeah, I think this game makes a lot of sense for a Legends game. There's a lot of lore. And also, X and Y in general really branched off with timelines and lore in the first place. Mega Evolutions were added. Then it became a timeline of Pokemon games with or without Mega Evolutions on like the timelines. Like Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire was like a timeline where Hoenn had Megas, but then uh, like Ruby Sapphire is... Uh, you know no megas like it's it's a, it's a good one to go with and i also think it's interesting because we everyone's been expecting gen 5 stuff because brilliant diamond shining pearl happened last time but now legends games can kind of go anywhere which is interesting it's it's despite it being such an official game it, it's definitely separating itself and it doesn't have to fall into place with what you expect and i know they like to surprise their fans so Damn, that was the most words per second I think I've heard you ever say on this podcast. I'm telling you, bro. Actually. Bro is a Pokemon. We're going to get a new Tapu, and we're going to get three new starters, and I predict they will be Gen 1, Gen 3, and Gen 4. Ooh. Wait, all right. What's the order, though? Because it's got to be one of each type. Come on. I don't know. Call Call your shot. Call your shot. Come on, man. I hope it's Chimchar for fire. For water, I'm going to go with... The thing about it though is that they're like the Arceus starters were not that great. Like, do you really want your fave to be thrown in there and then he just gets a shitty another form? It's a risk that I'm willing to take. <laughs> it's better it's than it not happening, yeah. 
Yeah. I want it to be fire electric. Bro is dreaming. Um, <laughs> Hopefully it got levitate. Like what the? F- <laughs> <laughs> True. Oh, fire electric with levitate. One mud spot <laughs> and I'm dead. Uh, for water, it's hard for me. I'm going to go with Mudkip Bulbasaur. Hot take. What? Oh, Marcus is asleep, bro. First off, Ted Pig the Goat is coming through. <laughs> the is already a Gen 5 one. Bye-bye, Chimchar. No one cares. Uh, the thing it is, is that they're, they're taking, Look at the two. Two of the starters that they put in uh, Arceus were needed some love, is the way I would put it. Uh, especially Samurott. So they got to have one shitty one in there, and they might as well throw Ted Pig the Goat uh, in there and get it a new form, bro. You know, lit a new new uh, Embor would be. Giving a firefighting type finally some separation from all the other starter firefighting spells. Oh. Want to say. Think about this with Tepig. They can make him fire electric. And <laughs> they could give him levitate. Hold on. Now I'm. Hold on. Let me Hold on. Tepig makes sense. Uh, well, actually, no. Gen 5 doesn't make sense because Samra got one. But that's okay, my theory. Perfect. It's going to be three gens that didn't get starters in the RCS game. So maybe they could stick with that same trio though. Yeah. And kind of crazy is Mewtwo and Charizard might get third mega evolution. They might, they love Charizard, bro. They do. And Mewtwo and Gengar. They might have three megas or Charizard becomes a new starter with an alternate form, which they would also, they could just do both of those. (laughs) Wait, here's an easy one. Did Eevees get a mega at any of them? No, right? No. Mega Sylveon. Mm-hmm. That's a Gen Gavin 6, right? He's a huge Evolution yeah. fan, I know. Well, yeah, here's he the is. interesting thing. Jolteon guy. The game is Gen 6, but that doesn't mean the Gen 6 Pokemon get the love. In, in Legend Arceus, the only Gen 4 things that were different were Palkia and Dialga's forms. There was no Hisuian, Sinoman. All the starters were not Gen 4. So just because it's based on Kalos, it... That probably means there's not going to be a lot of Kalos alternate forms. I think the thing, other the thing with Kalos too is that they gave a lot of love to other gens anyway. I think because they were yeah. nervous going to 3D, which is why they did like uh, megas and stuff. And it was yeah, all here's a Gen like, One starter. Yeah, three Gen One starters are your yeah are your your megas <laughs> like to start off with, and Mewtwo obviously. So and a lot of other gen, Gengar and all that other stuff. So yeah, it's kind of a, a thing with Gen Six, and I think it's because they were afraid to make the leap to 3D with like. And Gen 5 was not received well when it first came out either. So it's like, ooh. People it ages like fine wine, though. It did, Yeah, it did. That's what I was looking for, bro. Legends, but, Legends Kirim, bro. Didn't dude, happen. There's going to be so many loose things with relating to other gens. There might, there's going to be some Gen 7 stuff, maybe. I, I think we'll get a new Tapu, but I don't know. We might get some Ultra Beast love. We might even get some like space travel, time travel type of stuff. I'm not sure. Um... Maybe we'll get a Zygarde form. Dude, I'm just excited. Like, And it's 2025, which is officially the first Nintendo game announced for 2025. So we're in the, the age of a potential new console. I think this game could definitely be a cross-gen game for the Switch and the next console. Um, there's been rumors for a while now that uh, by this time next year or something... It'll, it'll be a thing, or maybe a little later after that. Because, um, yeah, we, we don't really know Nintendo's schedule. 
So we finally have something for 2025, but we don't even know much about 2024. So, bro, was Giga locked into some Pokemon? Like I, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, like I like like it, but like I'm sitting there just confused. Like, bro, like what's going on? Like, Scarlet Violet was hinting at this geographically. It's right next to Kalos, so. Yeah, and I, I think another exciting thing is just the next generation console as well for Nintendo. Yeah. Like this could potentially, or it's probably going to Ooh. be, you know, played on it. So I, that's exciting. Obviously, that opens up a lot of opportunities for other games too. So adding to yeah. a potential good initial lineup for a next console. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Having like, like a like banger lineup one, opening. It'll be like year one or something at least. Mm-hmm. Legends and new Smash. Hold up. Bring it yep. back now. Yep. And 3D Mario. Ain't no way. And, <laughs> and that electric fire type. But there might Would be an announcement. But... All three of them will be electric fire type. <laughs> Ted Pig, Chimchar, and... I don't know. Electric fire type. Who? Charizard. Torkoal. That was what Phil <laughs> oh. said when we were talking about his favorite Pokemon. Yeah, Torkoal was one of his favorites. Yeah, we were talking to E, and we, we always like kind of rag on E a little bit because he loves Gen 1 so much. We're like, who are your favorite Pokemon? He's like, Mewtwo. Charizard, Lugia, Torkoal. We we're like, wait, what? <laughs> Blood thinks he's on the team. What the hell? Torkoal is very Tor- broken. I love Torkoal. He's great, but what the? He does not fit in with that crowd. He's, just trying, to be he's, he's trying to be different. <laughs> Damn it! All right. Anyway, yeah. Speaking of Switch games, let's talk about Super Smash Brothers. Boom! Look at that. I did it. Uh, wow. Okay. A little saggy. I'm I'm I'm, I'm leaping, bro. Uh. MK Which Leo? Are we going to talk about first? MK yeah, Leo, Kong bro? The graph of we're so back into it's so over. Like, I can't handle it anymore, man. Like, <laughs> we're it's so just, back. We're so back to it's so over pipeline with Leo. It's crazy. But I always love seeing him play well. You all watch Grand Final. Grand's was great, man. Him versus I watched Sparkle like was, top three, top yeah. four. It was a good tournament overall. It felt like it went really fast. You know what went really well for him versus Spargo? I want to see if anyone can. Expect what I'm about to say. Uh, I I noticed one thing: his conversions were on point, and his movement was really good. That's for not me. It was it point. was the ledge, especially like the speed and the ledge trumping and stuff like that. He was putting on a lot of pressure, and he wasn't waiting for something to come to him. He was really pushing the issue. He would ledge trump a lot, and it eventually turned into a thing where he started getting easy double jump catches onto stage from Spargo as well. Um, yeah. So I thought he was playing really fast and like, uh, like mostly like when Spargo was like on the ledge or recovering. Like, it's not like he was edge guarding traditionally. He was just getting ledge trumps and he was playing super fast. And it, it was uh, Spargo's disadvantage state clearly changed, and um, I feel like he got a lot of panic out of him. But um, even Spargo himself had some crazy moments, like clutch moments versus Bloom and losers. Like that set could have gone either great way. That set was a great set. That was a really it good set. Was chaos. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I I watched some of the of the other sets, but in terms of the the live top eight, I watched like top three, and yeah, I felt like that was the biggest change I saw from Leo. He just had such confidence. Um, going for like things like ledge trumps and stuff because there can be sets where 
a top player won't go for one ledge trump. So it's very significant and noticeable type of thing when it, when it happens, especially when it has an impact. Yeah, sorry. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna need to. Bro, leave this shit. It's so funny. <laughs> Get out of here. I'm just thinking about the, the people. It's that Breaking Bad episode with the fly. Let's just pretend like nothing's happening. Like edit it so we don't dude, say or do anything. It's too funny. We gotta edit in some like cop sirens, you know, for the drivers who listen. I just, I just imagine like somebody just like listening to this <laughs> just like what the <laughs> looking around wow it got it got me during when we were first recording pretty good there's a fly there's a fly in charles's kitchen um damn it. anyway uh leo I, I got, or uh, i got something to say about the leo set versus spargo go ahead go ahead I, I i agree with gavin i felt like spargo's spargo's disadvantage it to me at least is very impressive on cloud because that's where the character really kind of crumbles is disadvantage state because, you know, you have the air mobility and stuff like that, but if someone gets to call you out on specific moments, like the double jump, that's when the character can lose stocks at like 50% and whatnot. Uh, I, I really liked how Leo disengaged a lot with just footstool. Cause um, sometimes he would hit the footstool gun, but sometimes he would just footstool disengage. And usually most characters don't want to footstool to disengage because they end up above their opponent. But I think with Joker, it's not that bad because you have down gun, right? So, yeah, I, I just felt like Leo was playing advantage state really well, and it also felt like Leo was also disengaging a lot with uh, with footstool, which was sick to see. And he played the mid range so well. I, I think this is what made Leo's Joker so overpowered uh, when he was dominant. Is he played the mid range so good in terms of just like the the range that where gun can flinch you, and then the range where he can like whiff punish with forward air one. If you play Joker. Forward air one, like Leo makes it look really easy to hit, but it's a very hard move to hit in tournament. It doesn't have a lot of range. It's not the safest. I think it's like minus eight about. So it's like a shield grabbable move, right? And of course, with the out of shield options, a lot of players have now. And see like that edge guard, amazing. Edge His off stage was so good. Like the down, especially our send down gun to f- essentially force Spargo to up at a certain spot and then counter, right? Um one thing I want to see Leo improve on with this character is there's some points where I feel like Leo will position himself to the point where it's like, oh man, you're about to get Arsene, but I I feel like the worst case scenario when you get Arsene, oh my goodness, oh I almost got that. Up guns at the end of that one, dude. Yeah, you hit him with the void, man, the up guns. But th- there's the some void. positions, and obviously this is Spargo just playing well, but I feel like when you're about to get Arsene, you need to make sure that you're not put off stage. If you get juggled, it's not that bad because you have down gun, right? But and it's it's kind of like Fox brain too, because Fox, you you prioritize, you want to get juggled as Fox rather than get put off stage because Fox is really hard to juggle because of his fall speed and his neutral air dodge, and he can also land with Nair and kill you or do a bunch of damage, right? Like the situation is so much favorable. But Arsene is very easily two framed and stuff like that. And I feel like there's some moments where Leo doesn't optimize the Arsene meter in certain spots when he's about to get the Arsene. So, and it's obviously just learning, right? It, it's impossible to play perfect all the time, but uh, his Arsene meter usage has also improved a lot too. So it, it was great to see. And it, it just felt like the amount of fair ones I was seeing, especially with whiff punishes, 
we it, it kind of felt like the old Joker that was so dominant. So it was yeah. really really fun little, to watch. I think a little bit of new Joker too, though, because I think some of the fair ones, maybe even the first KO he got was I think slingshot fair one into up smash. I'm pretty mm, nice. sure he had that extra movement in there. Um, and like you said, against someone like Cloud or like Spargo with punishing like that, be able to hit that and the conversion, like that's where all of us have Joker very high on our tier list. And a part of it is, is that if you're hitting those conversions and hitting that offense and getting them off stage and hitting your edge guards, he's so fucking broken. Like he is so good, but it's not super easy to do. But when we see players like Leo or Omega, when they're playing on, that's what makes the character look fucking broken is when you're hitting those big conversions and you're moving like that, when you're fighting at a disadvantage with gun, like when you're just... I don't know. When the character's firing all cylinders, it's pretty clear that he's a really, really good character. But it's just, I feel like it's hard sometimes. Or we don't see it that consistently um, out of Leo or out of even out of Omega or other Joker players. So I don't know what you think about that, Gav. Yeah. Um, I Watching him break down the matchup in those two sets was so fantastic because we've talked about it before, whether it's like kind of jokingly or not. A lot of people simplify Cloud's disadvantage, I think. And I feel like especially a, a player like Spargo will not let you get away with just back throwing him and then aerialing him. And like, you will find a way to lose if you try to simplify it that much. But I feel like Leo broke it down so well with his speed and pressure and uh, being willing to ledge Trump. And um, he kind of broke it down in pieces where eventually it becomes as simple as edge guarding cloud like that. Potentially, if you really... Sp- speed up their process and, and get them to, to panic even more. Um, Cause if you watch Spargo's pacing, once like he starts to go into a deficit, look how immediate he is at getting off the ledge or look how much more willing he is to double jump and air dodge onto stage. Like take that risk of not having to grab the ledge or skip the corner. And I think it's because of uh, Leo broke it down in pieces. He didn't just hit Spargo and try to take the stock. He, would be willing to go for resets. He'd be willing to threaten a ledge Trump. And um, you kind of break it down that way rather than just getting a hit and trying to take the stock. Um, you know, it's the same thing when you like another character that's susceptible to being edge guarded is like Fox. Right. But it, but sometimes it's not as simple as like, all right, you hit him. Now he has, now he's, he has to die. Like sometimes it's, you know, keeping track of the double jump, keeping track if they're above ledge height or not. And you you break it down in, in pieces, not even in terms of taking away their resources, but also just the pacing of the match and how much pressure you're putting on them. Um, and I just think Leo did a perfect job of that. And I think, obviously, he's the perfect type of player to be able to, to play the game in that way. Um, you know, have the mental stack to, to handle all of that and... Uh, put all that pressure on. So yeah, that's what I noticed the most. Um, and it, 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 and even just watching Spargo and some of the cool things he did specifically at this tournament, I actually think something clicked and I learned a lot about playing against and playing as cloud when I was watching, which was very interesting for me because um, there's a couple moves just as a player who played cloud and smash four, there was a couple moves that I never really felt like I, understood in this game like when to use them why they're so why they would be better than x or y move etc and just watching spargo this weekend do some things really well and also watching leo play really well against cloud um i felt like i learned a lot um about a handful of cloud moves so i I thought that was really interesting namely um 
up tilt, up air, F tilt, um, and up smash, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I don't know. Like whether it's playing against it or playing as Cloud, I, I don't know. I, I thought it was really interesting. I, I think like the initial ones as a Smash 4 Cloud player who either played Cloud or pocketed Cloud when you first got into Ultimate, the big changes or like the first things to get acclimated to is going to be fair nair up air because those move operate very differently in ultimate i mean obviously like up b and stuff but up b is a little bit more simple it's just like either out of shield or anti-air but yeah it's interesting that you said i mean up air is going to be one of them but the two tilts and the smash attack too because those are i mean spargo uses those moves so well yeah um he's just so different like it's pretty rare for cloud to have someone above him and have up air be his primary go-to usually he still plays a bit more horizontally um so really knowing when to use up air um is is interesting in some specific situations and sometimes you use it just to threaten them so you can go back to playing a more horizontal game um yeah they're one of the more interesting things about Cloud's F-Tilt is the safety on shield, to be honest. Like, not numerically, but just, like, distance. Distance, yeah. Um, there's a lot of times where you think you can do a rising aerial, and it barely doesn't hit Cloud. And I feel like that's where Spargo's really good at getting early percent up-tilts or kill percent up-smashes. Um, and... Well, the so hurtbox shift combined with that, too, because Cloud kind of, like, dips a little low. Yeah, it's very weird. Um, His hurtbox shifting is so good in this game. It's man. very good. It, it's always been good, but like I said, in Spargo's uh, like speed with the character and like ability to throw out something in the air and then fast fall is really good. So you know, up air is, is becomes more of a you're trying to position your opponent differently rather than always landing. If you land it, great. Obviously, you're placing the hitbox out there for a reason. But a lot of the time, it really feels like Spargo's like repositioning his opponent with his with his uh with some of his vertical moves just so he can start landing more back airs and dash attacks and stuff which i like um it's not like i didn't observe these things or know these things when watching but i feel like i I learned something extra about watching him at that tournament and i think a lot of it is because of how well leo played around them as well oh i just remembered the two main things i actually wanted to talk about when it comes to leo versus spargo okay one and I, um, I know Leo has a new coach, so I don't know if this is, you know, you know, from the coaching or whatnot. But Leo spot dodging cross slash because usually you do not spot dodge that far away from Cloud because Cloud's dash grab is so slow that if you spot dodge at that distance, so it's very deliberate, and you could tell that Leo was specifically trying to spot dodge cross slash. Now, if cross slash whiffs, guess what? You cannot do. You cannot go into the rest of cross slash and Leo would spot dodge cross slash one and then punish with like a rising back air or something like that or attack cancel into a forward tilt or a jab. So I think that was the biggest counterplay. And then on top of that, Leo really understood and broke down when to dash attack and anti-air Spargo as he's jumping to set up because a lot of like Cloud, it's a lot of these sword characters. It's like, oh, do you want the burst rising aerial or do you want and it's not as safe, but you get a hitbox early. Or do you want to fall down with your aerial? And it's a little bit delayed. You have to set up the jump, right? And then, but it's a lot safer. And in Cloud's case, it's Omega safe, right? So there were so many times where Leo understood that Spargo wanted to set up the jump and he would just dash attack. And if you time it right, you can beat out both rising aerial and 
the jump to set up falling aerial if you dash tag if you just know when they're gonna jump. So he had so many dash tags that were jump jump callouts that you can you can see that Spargo was just barely leaving the ground and the dash tag would connect. So there was so much specific counterplay and it was it was just really fun to watch because another I mean we talked super highly of Joker's dash tag right it's like one of the better dash tags in the game. I hate dealing with that move. That, that move is, is really fucking good. Yeah, I hate that move. Yeah, and it auto crosses up like it is. It's it's up there in terms of like one of the best dash attacks in the game. So th- th- those are just two of the because even when we started talking about, it, I was like, dang, there was like two things that I really wanted to call out when I was watching because it was it was funny because I got to watch most of this topic because I was just up really early in the morning for my flight. So yeah, was, that that was just it was so fun to see Leo execute on those things and the spot dodge on the cross slash was just phenomenal. Yeah, that is huge. Leo normally does pretty well against Spargo. It's interesting. It's like yeah. they're, it's they've like, been going back and forth the whole time. Nothing mm-hmm. ever really changed there. Yeah, even even when he was in his slump, he was still going back and forth with him. Um, I think he's up on him this year actually now because he beat him at LMBM and then Spargo beat him back and then yeah they traded him, Seth, yeah, yeah, yeah and then he beat him here a bunch. I I think one of the, I mean there's so many things that separates Leo from from Joker players, but his counter usage is ridiculous, man. Like yep. the way the way he decides how he's gonna land, especially against like Cloud vertically, it's like sometimes he was like, "Bro, I'm just gonna take the. I might even take the up air. Like if you're right, you're right. But I need you to respect. It's like that boom counter. Like like he was reflecting. He reflected so many limit blade beams to the point to where like I feel like Spargo didn't even want to use the move anymore. Cause it just it just felt like when when it's he really died, scary just, when you're convinced that you can't do something anymore. Yeah, like it 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 felt like I don't know. He kind of just made Spargo look very very uncomfortable. Yeah. And I I have noticed that when Spargo gets a little uncomfortable, he gets a little, his his play can get a little desperate. Like he'll start throwing out a lot more up smashes, like living and yeah. yep, a bunch of dash attacks, like just forward airs in neutral for fun. Like there's not a lot of like uh, thought about like where he's placing them, so it was just really interesting to see. But I think a lot of it had to do with like <clears throat> one, like what Gavin said, with like how scary it was for him to be off stage. But two, just the amount that he was just countering like up air landings, blade beams, just in oh, neutral. I think I saw, I think I saw him do like um, like ledge jump counter on like a forward tilt or something and i don't know it was just really hard and then once that happens like it opens up like it opens up our send down air like because you're so scared like well if he counters this like i might get sent horizontally off stage if my percent's high enough so then you got to worry about that you got to worry about down guns on the way down i don't know it's it was interesting to see uh leo perform but it's not like he hasn't been performing this year like he did not the greatest at Genesis, you know, but I think there's a lot, like, way more pressure than he's used to. I think he's had a lot of pressure on him over the years, but usually it's, like, community imposed, but I think the pressure for him to be Mr. Genesis might have been self-imposed, so that, that was, like, an interesting thing to see at Genesis, but I mean, he's clearly good enough, you know, like, he did it at LMBM, he did it here, he can yeah. still do it, so, I don't know. We'll see. How the rest of the year goes for him. I really like everyone's input so far. I feel like we all had different things to say about what Leo did well this weekend. So it's, it's really just means bro was playing. Yeah, yeah it's playing it's, fast, bro. 
Do you feel like, too, because like we said, he always does well against Spargo, and I feel like a lot of these matchups or players or things that he, he doesn't he doesn't do poorly against people that he's done well against before, it feels like. Do you think there's just like a new... Where do you think, like in terms of Leo's brackets, like where he can imp- improve? Because it feels like like losing to like Skinny the Pooh, right? Like that's a that's a great player, um, but someone we had really never heard of outside of Florida um, until he beat Leo. And it's like Leo hanging in there with some of the best players we've ever seen, and just knowing their habits and knowing Spar- obviously that you know Spargo really well. But it's like, what does he need to do in order to be more consistent in that part of bracket where he's getting upset, right? Where the, where those big upsets are happening that are hurting his ranking more? Do you guys have? I mean. Got some smart guys on this podcast. What do you think, Gavin? Um, I think it's a great question. Um, I think it's difficult to answer it in a concrete way, but mm. I mean, I can kind of talk about some of the conversations we've had. And something I like to talk about with Leo is how we started taking this game to the next level, like trying to compete everywhere and like playing trying to be the best in the world type of stuff. Uh, around a similar time, we played against each other a lot in Ultimate and Smash 4. And uh, we're from the same like time of Smash, like era of Smash, and we clearly play the game like we're from that era, I think. to this, to, I think you can separate it visually still. And I think that's where the question lies. Um, is it, it's really difficult to find the balance of trusting the Smash Bros. You know, playing in new ways, practicing in the the old and new ways, playing against the people you've been playing against your whole life, playing against new up and coming talents that not only are new but they probably play in a new way or a new character, um, and stuff like that. I think that's difficult. Um, and I think Leo has proved that he can, uh, be really strong no matter what but i think it's what like that's part of the reason why people from that era probably have hiccups um you know i think of like me leo i think of mars light void like we're all clearly from a specific part of smash and something that i really took to heart was leo said like when i watch you i want you to do well not be not only because I know you, but because if you lose, it feels like I'm watching my version of Smash lose and it's concerning. And I could say the same for him, you know what I mean? So I, I think no. it's I think that's the hard part about playing for so long is what do you do when you when uh your version of Smash isn't working or if your foundation is kind of wobbly? Um and I think it's a difficult like like I said, I'm not really answering your question, but I'm more so adding context as to why that question might be asked in the first place. So that's how I feel about it. Bro, I'm going to ask a, a strange question, but <clears throat> it's not like a disrespectful question. It's just like a strange question. But y'all think Leo be playing Scrubs, like, at all? Like, ever? Like, do you think he plays against bad players often? Like, practices against bad players? Oh, I have no idea. You think he, like, goes to, like, local? Because I was listening to Lights Out the other day, because I am an average Lights Out listener. I mean, we got to respect all the podcasts out here, like, (laughs) trying to to do what we're trying to do, you know? Um, And he was saying, like, yeah, a lot of times last year, when I wasn't practicing as much, I was struggling in the earlier parts of the bracket because I didn't go to locals. I know Paris is hilarious, right? But he was yeah. like, I didn't go to locals 
So I hadn't had the experience of playing against those types of play styles. And like, if anyone is like a very good player, you know what I mean? Like those, like, you just don't expect a lot of things because it, in your mind, it just doesn't make sense. But in their mind, it just makes sense. Um, and he's like, I, I just couldn't really fathom it. But since I've been going to a bunch of locals this year, I felt really prepared for Genesis. And like everybody I played was much easier because I'm, I was ready for the options that, that they may throw out. Where I don't know if Leo like, is going to locals and playing some people that are going like, one two or two two or something and he's like he's like consistently seeing those types of options i feel like when he runs into a player that is a little more willing to let things fly he's like a little thrown off especially because of his history of being leo it's like you i can't believe you're doing this to me type of thing like i'm sure he's not thinking that but it also is like a factor when you're that good. Like, people don't just throw out stuff against Leo because you don't expect it to work. Yeah. But when it's working, you're like, wait, why is this working? Like, they're just throwing this out. Like, they, they, they should know. Like, it's me. I'm not getting hit by that, except I'm getting hit by that. So what's going on? So, I don't know. I'm just curious if he, like, practices against not top players or, like, high-level players all the time. Because I, I really do think that could play a factor in some of the decisions that he would make. Something that a long-term New England Smash legend Laid would talk to me about is that there's two different skill set, and one is playing against someone who really knows what they're doing, like pro players or really, really high-level players or even highly ranked on a PR, you know, depending on that. And then there's also beating people who don't really know what they're doing. And like you said, they... I'll up smash because it's good, or I'll hit this conversion because, like, I'll I'll up air with Mario because if I hit it, it, it's going to kill you, and that's cool. And it's like, there's no... How to beat that layer one, layer two... Level Smash is its own skill set. It sounds like that's kind of what you're getting at is where that might be where Leo is having having a harder time against um, some of those options, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does re- he does very well against like the top players. Like, he's not always winning, but no, very few people are always winning against like the super top, right? So he yeah, has sets where he's winning, but I've seen so I've watched some of those sets because they're always on like the little cameras. And it's like hard to see, and I'm just I'm just watching some of the things uh, transpire, and I'm like. I can't believe you got hit by that. But I'm sure in his mind, it's like, I can't believe they just did that. And you think of a bracket, round one pools, if I'm looking, my goal is to upset the top player that's there. Leo's goal is just to cruise Mm -hmm. through there. Yeah, exactly. My goal, study three days a week or three, three hours every day up until Genesis. How do I, how do I cheese Leo? You know, like that's, that's the goal. Like that's, and that's what top players have to, it's like the, it's like the blue shell of Mario Kart, right? Like you, like that's all that they're looking to do is just hit the person in first place. Like that's it. And then like, I'm out or have a good Genesis like that. For some people, that's that's having a, a great Genesis or having a great whatever bracket, right? Like that's it. They're in there to just be day ruiners, which is sick. Don't get me wrong. Like it's a, I know Gavin hates that obviously, but it, it's it's a part of being a pro. That's a part of being a pro player is that you can't let things like that happen to you basically or make it hard at the very least. Yeah, I actually have a very specific example of that. I remember I had MVD for Genesis three, like to get out of pools, oh, no. and I studied. I mean, I ended up losing the set because I made a really horrible decision at the end of game. Smash four, right? Two. Yeah, this is Smash four. But I won game one, and this is remember this is a two stock game. So there was a specific spot where MVD would burn double jump and a monkey flip. But if Fox, even if it's like a full hop fair drag down, if as long as I drag him down past the ledge, if Diddy has no double jump, he can't make it back. So I closed, I either opened up the game or I closed out the game with it. 
but it was a very specific counterplay to cheese one of his stocks because I, I know he's like the better player or like the, at the very least the more experienced player in that scenario so it's like and i i spent weeks slash months like looking through his vod seeing exactly when and where he does it what the situations is and stuff like that so i mean again i didn't end up winning the set but that's that's a very specific example of what has just said where like these like the up-and-coming players are breaking your gameplay down and they're watching all your vods and you've probably never even seen this person play before so yeah i think mars talked about it it's like you upset a top player then go o2 after because like that was your like your it was your run basically is what you want. Right. Or upset a really, which is, don't get me wrong. That's still impressive and like really hard to do. Um, a lot of these top players are just, they're so good. It's, it's so tough to even cause an upset like that. So it's props to them, but that's something, I, I don't know, Gavin. I mean, you deal with that every tournament you go to. What do you think about that? Um, for me, I try to view it in a way where I think there's a way to play and prepare where you can, win regardless of not being sure what a person's play style will be like or i think you can play in a way where you are um less likely to be caught off guard and even when you are caught off guard you're in a position where you don't lose for it um i truly believe that if your flow chart is uh like if, if you have enough game plans or if your flow chart is in depth enough or whatever you can play in a way where you can be way stronger than any sort of unpredictable variable. Um, So that's how I try to view it. And I think with some characters, it's easier than others. But um, yeah, that's really how I view it. I I agree because like I think about you like big upset factors or things like that, dude. To study and learn how to be Diddy is like really like it it takes a lot. Like and, and not only that, but just because of how the character is, he's pretty specialized, right? Like he's not an easy, he's not like, Oh, let's fight him. You fight him this way or that way. It's like, dude, you got to know all the setups to avoid. You got to know all, like even in realm of pools, you have some close games and then you just like pull away. Like it just happens. Cause it's like, there's more to it than what first meets the eye. Um, it's pretty crazy to, to think about, but I think there are obviously more characters that are, that are less prone to big, bigger upsets. Of course. Yeah. So. It's a, like, it's hard to say how a other characters should do it. Like, we're talking about Leo a lot today. Like, how a character like Joker yeah. should do that. But I'm a big fan of uh, defensive Joker's potential consistency. Um, not that Leo isn't willing to play defensive or whatever. Like, the ranges he plays at uh, are usually more on the defensive side. But there's different, there's different kind of ways to, to go about it. Timeout, Joker. <laughs> yeah, like like that's the extreme where Leo's like somewhere in the middle. Um, but yeah, I think that's how I try to view it. And that's how I try to practice and prepare even where, you know, I have like, you know, I categorize things by like play styles I've experienced over the years and um, how characters, what they generally like to do. And then it gets more complex. And then I combine play styles and characters and, um, personalities of people and stages. Um, so I, I think there's so much you can do to prepare before the game even starts that can really help. Um, and especially since it's a three stock game and not a two stock game anymore. That's a big deal. That's a, which, which a helps a lot deal. too. Um, but in, in the heat of a moment, sometimes things start happening so fast that like, um, 
playing like that can get even harder too. Um, like sometimes even when I go into a match thinking I'm deliberately going to practice something, sometimes like a stock or two is taken and I'm like, oh snap, I haven't done anything that I really thought I was going to do, whether that's a bad thing or not. So it, I don't know. Uh, like I said, I think with, with my character, it's a little easier for me to make sense of the flexibility of like pools to grand finals, but for other characters, it might not be as easy. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I thought King Khan was a great watch. Uh, seeing more than one Spargo Leo set, I think is a treat for everyone. I think everyone was very happy with um, seeing that, especially Leo doing really well. Leo uh, got his run back on Raflow too, which was really yeah. sick because Raflow's been low, man. Very improved player, plays super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, got a win on me at Genesis, like, Raflo is stacking the resume up, which is really sick to awesome, see. awesome, dude. I really like Raflo and Chase's vision of Palu lately. It's very Tana stonks, baby. It's dangerous, like the mm-hmm. way they play. They are scary to like they they will fuck you up basically. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and I thought Bloom did great too. Uh, <sighs> Bloom versus Spargo was much closer at King Con than it was at genesis game count wise i'm pretty sure it was still very close at genesis but but it's clear that bloom is right there with leo and spargo you know what i mean um and uh yeah i guess there was also genesis which we did not talk about at all other that than was a tournament we talked that about was Zach- a tournament. we talked about zachary earlier that was it yeah it's true go actually <laughs> any place unite dude i love that guy he's great yeah. 100 bucks plus unite Actually, I don't know if he plays Unite that much. My favorite Japanese player ever, for sure. Really? For sure, 1,000%. Such a tough competition, though, bro. I'm a fan, too. There's there's a lot of options, but Zachary is so cool. It's pretty close for me and Abba. I mean, I or like Zachary versus Abba. I think I like Zachary more overall, but... Because, I mean, Abba has so much history behind him. And, I mean, he's like the, yeah. the shit he's done for the game since Brawl has been so sick. So, yeah. but that, that, man, Zachary is just, god damn. He can play Dude. so many different characters. Like, he used to be the best Rob. Wait. Like, like, listen to that statement. He used to be the best Rob. And one of the crazy? best Wolves, too. Like, two, yeah. Most, oh, yeah. two of the most popular characters ever. Well, he, he was, was the first one to really have a. Uh, breakout performance or quote-unquote breakout performance with wolf and like show the world how good that character was there's a lot of doubters of wolf in the beginning of ultimate i uh i know we're talking about your run in the patreon but one of my favorite moments of genesis and i told you this in the moment gavin do you remember after you beat t um i was so i was backstage i was uh hanging out with everyone backstage like zachary was back there playing like a bunch of people but specifically zachary for the story and you did the Diddy, you went off stage against T, you did the banana up throw into back air and killed T. And Zachary, like, fucking pogged. He was like, <laughs> I was like, yo, that's how you know it was lit. And after you won, I went up to you and I, like, I was so excited. I was like, dude, you hit that. And even Zachary went, oh, and you were like, <laughs> like, Zachary was like, oh, shit. And you know. Yeah, at first I was like, what is has talk? Like, you were so excited that I know I was, I- dude, yeah. <laughs> I was like, what is he trying to tell me right I was, now? I was a little cooked. We were in California. I was having a good time is what I'll say. I wasn't casting that day. I was having fun. <laughs> then you hit that. And I was like, holy fuck, he is playing the game. Um, which obviously, sorry, which obviously we'll talk about more. Yeah. But just seeing you do that, and I know how much that matchup meant to you and all that stuff. 
And then seeing Zach, like seeing it all verified by Zach Ray at the end, I was like, God damn. Like, not that I needed it, but I knew. But seeing him, I was like, holy shit. I, yeah. I've never seen him react to something like that, but that was so sick. Um, that set meant a lot to me. And he, I even, I talked with, I mean, I've talked with all of you about it because the first time we played Diddy Pac-Man was like two and a half years ago or more. Main stage. Um, and I talked Main with Marcus about it. I talked with Marcus about it quite a lot, I think, Sunday morning. Um, so, yeah, I was – I played that match out in my head a thousand times going into that set. I was really trying to win that. So, um, yeah, that was a, a crazy moment for sure. Uh, and there was a lot of crazy Genesis moments. Uh, it's one of those tournaments where as much as you try to think you're ready for it, as much as you think you can predict the results, you will never, ever predict the results. Um, Hold on now. Zombo won Genesis. Crazy statement. <laughs> the third Zamba. Genesis champion. Zomba Insane, is, dude. What? A kid from my locals. <laughs> That was playing like Roy and Link and some Rob and I forgot about the Link era. I like his Lucina actually. Now he's winning majors and beating me every time. Like it's just I could have never guessed. Yeah, he wanted he wanted it, bro. I mean, we saw him. I think we all saw him out. Yeah, his confidence is spectacular. His execution is super on point. He's not the type to give you something for free, like ever. If he hits you, you are in it for the long haul. He's not going to mess up his execution or his positioning. Like he is very consistent, confident, good execution, and super good character. Like just he's someone that you're going to have to try to beat if you want to win a big tournament for sure. Um, I think the thing I liked about him is that he really doubled down because he was talking shit before the tournament was over. Oh, and it's like, that shit. is really, really fucking scary. Cause if you start to lose, then you put this pressure on yourself. Like, dude, now I'm like, like I was talking shit to Sonic, like taking selfies, like doing all that stuff, which don't get me wrong. It's great for the dramatics and all that stuff. It's awesome. And I love the personality. Um, but damn, I mean, if he lost, like you, you gambled a lot on doing that. And it really, yeah, to obviously be honest, he would just, he would just do it again. He would. Yeah, I. Yeah, but I mean, you, he'd get clowned on. Is the thing is what I'm saying. Like you get clowned on either way, but if you lose after, that's yeah. like the ultimate in real life taunt to get bodied. Like it just. I so genuinely bad. think he is having fun with it, which is crazy. Awesome, yeah. Like that is just him. Like it, it really. He's being himself. Like yes. on on or off camera, he's just. He's just a little shitter, bro. Yeah, Gavin's like he used to talk <laughs> shit when he sucked, and he now he's talking shit when he's good. Yeah, it's just who he is. Um. And I think it's dope. I mean, for me, like Tri-State's always been like amazing. I honestly give it a lot of credit as to why I'm even in the position I'm in. I was playing so many good players from the beginning. And like Zamba has taken that torch, I think. And just like, who's going to deny him that torch? You know what I mean? For like a Tri-State representative, like, I'm not usually used to multiple of us being in top eight. Usually there comes a point in most brackets, most of the time where I'm the last person standing for tri-state and sometimes even us sometimes. Um, but there's, there's some cool stuff like Tilde at let's make big moves was awesome. Zamba is like beating me all the time and he's, and he's won a couple big ones now. Uh, 
Jackal had a fantastic run as well. And even he got second at the same major that Zomba won. So Tri-State's just so good at Smash. They always have been, always will be. Um, and it feels like there's always going to be one or two players that just have a pretty good grip on on doing well in tournaments. So, Dude, I USA, think... man. There was four uh, USA yes, representa- representation in top eight. It's been a while. Of course, we're going we're gonna to bring it up because it's been... A long, long Dude. time since we've had that, but that, that was sick as fuck. The thing see, I man. got annoyed by is I tweeted that, and someone goes, yeah, they were in the USA. I'm like, bro, we haven't been <laughs> winning here either. Like, what are you talking about? Like, let us have this one, Yeah, dude. look at Port. Look at, Damn. Like, yeah, look at all these other tournaments where Japan comes in strong. And there's a lot of Japanese players. One thing 40, I really want to talk about is I know the last episode we were talking before, Genesis, we were like, dang, kind of bummed that a cold didn't come. And, like, number the rank one player, honestly – it didn't really feel that different. And I'm not saying that I'm glad Akola didn't come, but I'm just saying that I don't even know if Akola would have got top eight. I'm going to keep it a buck. Mia didn't even get top eight. I'm serious. I'm being dead That's, serious. I, no, I, I don't think it's that crazy to say, but maybe maybe a little crazy. Like, obviously, <laughs> the odds aren't fair. in my favor when I say that statement. Right. But I'm just saying Akola wasn't guaranteed top four or top three. I'll tell Mia. you that for sure. Mia got like 17th Mia. or whatever. And no one Mia had, didn't even get top eight, bro. 25th, yeah. Like... This tournament was insane, and it's, I, I just don't think the gap from, from like one, especially one to four, there's like practically no gap. Any four of them could win the tournament, right? Yeah. But I think the gap between the top four and the rest of the players, I would say in 2023, that gap was quite large. Like it, it was pretty hard to get a win over those players or just place over those players. But I think there's a ton of players outside of top four that can beat a lot of the top four. I think Zombo could have I mean, smoked Zombo the won the tournament. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah, yeah I think Zombo does really good against Steve. I think Rob does good against Steve. And even um, one thing that I really liked about Zombo's play is he just abused going high all the time. Now that Rob players know that their aerials are even safer when they upbeat, it's like, dude, you're you're not getting edge guarded by Sonic the Hedgehog. Hello, like. <laughs> Your your recovery has to be absolutely out of this fucking world to not get edge guarded by Sonic the Hedgehog, Mister Edgeguard himself. Okay, so it right. I I thought it's great, and I I just I feel like a lot of the other regions are starting to catch up to Japan. If I'm going to keep it a buck, which is really exciting to see, mm-hmm. and it and might not were... say that in the rankings, but in terms of the gameplay, like yeah. it's showing. I mean, yeah. I think Zamba des- deserves his his victory when yeah. He's in Japan. Uh, two seconds later, I turn on Twitch and he's in Europe, and I had no fucking idea he was going to be there. Like he's also know. in college somehow and drives cars. Like who is this guy? He's all yeah. over the place. He has so, a license, so he so he deserves that that trophy. You know what I mean? He's he's putting in the travel and the work to yeah. get his experience and play a bunch of different players and. He's always going to be Zamba no matter where he plugs in, to be honest. He's very confident, and he yep. thinks he's going to win, and I think that's something that can take anyone really far, literally anyone. Yeah. Um, It'd be Kudo, too, dude. This run was crazy. Yeah, man. there's a lot of players that I had to go back and look at their runs because I was I really forgot they existed by the time the bracket was at a certain point. Um, like, I watched Gluto's matches. Compl- like, I didn't even see him. Like I didn't even say it was a huge. There's some people I just didn't say hi to, um, so I had to go back and watch Gluto's matches. Um, I watched like Shadix losers run. Um, 
Double core in top eight too, by the way. That that's crazy. We gotta talk about it. Sorry, go ahead, Gav. I watched like Akakisu's the Japanese heroes matches. There's so many players that um you if you wanted to keep up with the whole thing, you probably had to go back and watch a couple sets, to be honest. Um but yeah, Corin is a uh, very popular. I've been playing. This is a funny transition, but I've been playing a bit of Smash Pros, and there was points where I ran into like two in a row, or like I was running into multiple a session. Um, lots of Corin, uh, just everywhere, online, offline, pockets, mains. Uh, yeah, she's super good. Really popular right now. Two in top eight to pick up too. Yeah, two in top eight is crazy. Of of Genesis, which I I keep saying it's a P tier, but I never checked for sure. I'm gonna assume it was. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was. But um, yeah, I didn't even realize it was four US in top yeah. eight. Yeah. Well, the, the crazy, crazy thing too is just to get into top eight. It's not like Sonic's had a he cruised in because usually the top four just cruise in a winter side top eight. He went game five versus Shuton. Like all the top four seeds, yeah, they did just Shuton, bro. Shuton could have realistically. He should have been in top eight. I think exactly. winners. He yeah. could. He got ninth, but he could have gotten at least fifth. Like, yep, that at was least. a heartbreaker, bro. That was a bro, heartbreaker for my man Shuton. The Sonic set was a heartbreaker. Watch the set with that. T, that T set was ridiculous. Game man. five, last stock. T's at one hundred twenty. Shuton's at zero. He just loses, Jeez. and he just lost. It wasn't even like something yeah. crazy happened. Bro just lost. Bro I was just, just like, lost. he got hit oh. by the bell into. Yep, but not, like not the like, bell, anything but the bell, man. He like just how? ran into that joint. Actually, like, like point blank, <laughs> like pack bro, hit, him. <laughs> hit him in the face, bro. I wasn't there, so I I was restreaming it. I had to have up like five streams at a time. Yeah, yeah. It's like, bro, like I was losing some of my. Hey, y'all were. See, this is what I'm talking about, man. Like, why do we have quad streams at events? Like, why do we have quad? And then Genesis happens. No quad stream. I I can't see any of the matches. Like, like y'all, you you can't win with these people. You just can't win. Like, just quad it up. Yeah, yeah. The quad quad is great. Yeah. For those who are watching this, this was game five. Look at this lead. Like he's just he Man, just loses. 152 to 20. He, yep, bro, yeah. it it made no sense. Nice play sense. by play, Chuck. I liked it. Audio only, we gotta think of him, baby. Oh no, not Pac-Man. Pac-Man. Started started getting 95. <laughs> Pac-Man. Where did all his damage come from, bro? He got hit by know, seems like Oh, shout outs to Pac-Man getting top eight after I put him really high on my tier list. Thanks, D. W. Yeah. Pretty good character. Pretty sure he just so good, yeah. Bro. Like this okay. is raw. Like he just two interactions, hyped. two. It was like two or three interactions from twenty percent. Right? Oh, look at dude, shoot town rules and T rules, and yeah. then T one, two and to T3 three interactions, yeah. bro. Pretty so good. I had to play the winner of that. Yeah, you so did. I, yeah, I was you watching. Were it. I was watching. I was watching it, and I was just like, so like, there's one side where there's the. It's not going to be easy either way. But statistically, I I do really well versus Shuton, and I, and T is tough because it's Diddy Pac-Man, and I was just like, I can't believe Shuton just lost that. <laughs> <laughs> and now I have to, and then just made it just made me go all the way back to being mad that I lost in winners. So I was just like in a rage vortex, um, 
but then I I just studied up and got ready. But yeah, there were some crazy. It was Genesis for sure. You know what I mean? The way some of those sets ended, like only Genesis. You know, bro, Zachary. I don't care, bro. That dude is go- too good at the video game. He's just, he's yeah, just, bro. I'm watching him. He's game and watch with like. Hits, well, okay, hits, that like... was the first time, second time actually. But it, it felt like the first time in um in a that I've seen Mia just get mind crushed. Bro's mental <laughs> was yeah. gone. That is the like, funniest. That's a good way to put it, bro. Like, like yeah, I was no, watching right. and I was like, it just, a Yu-Gi-Oh it, card. Yes, my crush is a, actually a meta, or used to be meta Yu-Gi-Oh card, where you would, it was a trap card, you'd play it, you'd call a card, so if someone fetched something, or if you knew someone's Jeez. their hand or whatever. My Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon episode today. But it's, it, it was like, because the, the last time I saw it happen was when he played Akola game five, and he lost, and then he went to losers and got smoked by Ron. Like, it, like that set was terrible. Oh, and that was the first like, mind crush, right? Yeah, yeah, but this, this one was like... Miss like it. It didn't even like he had a controller in his hand. Like it. It was like he just he wasn't playing. And I was like, "Who is this? This yeah. isn't Mia." Like, but I mean, I guess when you like lose, Uh-oh. when you're like expected, I don't know if he's like used to this pressure where like you're expected to win Genesis, like, and then you lose early and you got to make a run. It, it's not easy, but it just—I don't know. I felt like I could see—I could see his game of watch anywhere. Like that, that dude wasn't playing the game. Yeah, you see just, that uh, the one the one tweet about this clip. Dude, where I was like, gonna say we need to shout out some Genesis tweets because we had some. Uh, dude, Charles and I were giggling, bro. Yeah. Dude, the the Meister Mia one was really the Meister funny. Mia one is ten out of ten hilarious. My favorite tweet of the year so far is that one for sure. Can we pull Do we have that, Chris? It's in a live podcast chat. You just got to scroll. All right, we'll grab it, yeah. The moment I saw Maestro's other game, I, bro, I just sunk in my chair. I was like, ain't no way, man. Like, because I, I just know what this means. Like, but honestly, shout outs to Maestro. He had a good run. I'll give it up. Bro almost made yeah, that. He, yeah. he had a silently good run. Yeah. yeah there, there's a couple of those just because there's too much going on. Both game five. Yeah. Um, Do you get that tweet, by the way? Bro, you know who else did well, like, um, oh, the, the, wait, before wait, top eight, like getting into top eight. Oh, that, that's the tweet. That's uh, um, mm. how many? What do you think Mia will do after the third nair? Shout out to that tweet too. Also Light. W tweet, but mind crush, like you said, Mark. It's like he was just doing. He was just he was doing it. He was being Mister Game and Watch. I was gonna say Light beat Meister yeah, and Ripples, which I think is yeah. Impressive for Fox. So he had a tough rack. He did. Yeah, well, we talked about both of you. Well, you ended up. Wow, I mean, you worked out for you until Pac Man. Yeah, you uh, you had LMBM into Zomba. I was mind crushed for Zomba. Not gonna lie, really? bro. I it, was mind crushed. It was brutal. While bro. playing him or after? Uh, both. <laughs> yes, that's what uh, that's damn. what he does. That's what he do- does to me. I kind of just didn't do anything, and then it was over, and I lost 3-0. Mind crush. Was, top player. He just looked me for real. Um, I said, Gavin, what you doing? Get out of shield. And I just shield, roll. Dead. I was like, all right, well, back it up. Maybe, maybe <laughs> losers. Like, this is looking it, rough. It's crazy, too. 
I definitely feel that, Gavin, because you've talked about for a long time how Rob is your favorite matchup. Has that changed a little bit? Or, or um, definitely feel just gets more broken. More. Definitely changed a bit. And I think Zamba just adjusted so much, and I actually don't think I adjusted. And I think I'm taking too long to adjust back. And he's really changed the matchup, and like certain things just aren't as um, consistent for me to land, if at all. Um, so I got to work on that. Um, and I studied a lot. I've already studied the loss like three or four times and taken notes and stuff. And I think I just want to reformulate what the matchup is from my perspective. And I think it'll help a lot. Um, well, I think, I think so I'll definitely. Rob's... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. So I, I plan on winning next time for sure. But yeah, it's definitely not. I can't just do whatever I want anymore, especially for Zamba. And even Anathema very well could have beaten me a couple times by now because I've had close sets with Anathema too. So it's just not um, – it's not like some cookie-cutter situation where I see Rob and I can just go to town or something. So, yeah. Um, it's not like a matchup I despise or anything, but I am starting to really dislike playing against Zamba because it, it's very uncomfortable. It, it feels like something is always kind of – not right or i'm always like miss messing up or something so I, i'm trying to s- study that and put put it to put my feelings to like give some actual concrete stuff to work with as to why it's happening um what else i was gonna say something else but what your new favorite matchup is <laughs> uh, what is it oh it's ken you can do whatever you want and you hate that character and you think he's really really bad yeah i think that sucks you do, which is insane, and I feel very validated. Uh, yeah, after Genesis, that he's still alive, obviously. Yeah, Ken is still kicking, bro. He's a, he's an but upset factor really character for sure. He'll get you, bro. He'll get you if you watch out. If you're not careful, <laughs> I mean, you. oh, if, if Ken guesses right, he'll like, get you. Reads the SDI and stuff like that. Like Ken can blow you up. It's just, I just oh, yeah. to me, I just feel like that character doesn't have consistency because of that. Where Ryu. Feels like he's more consistent overall, where it's because well he just rounded. gets the instant catch. Bro, Archie Spargo was game five. Yeah, I know, dude. You're talking about. Or you're talking about our Japanese goats, man. I think it might be Ashimo for me, honestly. I love that guy. Like, I'll watch if he's playing a tournament. I'm like, it's four in the morning. I should go to bed. I'm like, we got one more set though. We got one more set. I'll be yeah. watching Ashimo all day, bro. I love that guy. He might I'm be my goat. Didn't cruise in a top eight with like yeah, like, all three O's across. Like I said, Genesis. I, I know Akola probably still would have, or Akola still probably would have gotten into top eight, but I can guarantee you it wouldn't have been a smooth ride for any player that went. And that's why I just, if anyone has that sentiment where it's like, well, you know, Zamba's the Genesis champ, but Akola didn't go. I, I honestly don't think it's that big a factor. Obviously, the tournament would have been completely different. I do think Zamba had a bit of bracket luck in terms of not having to fight any game and watch. I think Mia Meister probably his two biggest, uh, like the two biggest threats that he wants to avoid, Luto, which is really yeah, good for him. Yeah, that, that's on that. That's what was crazy too, because Wario can actually, you know, confirm waft against Rob. So it's it's a it's one of those Wario matchups where you don't have to worry about all of this the dumb shit. Nair will probably work most of the time, Rob, since you know Rob is large and stuff like that. But honestly, I just think Rob has played so different. I, I feel like he our understanding can, of Rob, because even if you look at previous tier lists. Rob was never considered to be like top five against for most of the top players and stuff, but it just gets to the point where you look at the results and you look at the consistency of the character. And now everyone just 
recovers high. If you look at early meta Rob, everyone would go low, but not abuse the fact that you can like swing, double jump, directional air dodge out of up beat. I think Rob's recovery is probably one of the best or at least one of the better recoveries in the game because you can do so much out of up B. And then if you double jump, you can reset it and then go back into up. It's, it's just yeah. ridiculous, man. And then it's you get hard, the but I think frames. you got to find a way to make him to try to, you got to try to find a way to edge guard. Him before His disadvantage is so good, right? Cause you just force high and then he's got the weight to back it up. That's yeah. the crazy thing about Rob. Yeah. And Void, Void complains a lot about this. He says so many of the good characters are just way heavier than the rest of the cast. Like weight is, <laughs> Weight is so much stronger in Ultimate specifically compared to Brawl and Smash 4. When yeah. you were a light character in Brawl and Smash 4, it wasn't that big of a difference, but they made the weight scaling crazy in Ultimate. Yeah, it gets yeah. it gets Good more point. and more drastic. Like even and, Pac-Man's not dying to like Diddy Fair at 130, 140 sometimes with low rage. Like it it's crazy. And Pac-Man's not a heavy character by any means, but he just weighs more. He feels like it. Lighter. It feels like it, yeah. yeah. When I'm playing against him, he feels like the heaviest character in the game. But <laughs> it's yeah. just Bowser. Void also I, I had a terrible bracket, by the way. Oh, they, brackets, they, golly. Very, yeah. It looks so I was like, bro, this void run looks so good. Like Zomba, like maybe we'll see what happens. And then somebody was like, D tier is an ice climber. D tier, so yeah. I believe he's going to losers like right before Zomba. That's so <laughs> yeah. crazy. There were sometimes he was playing against D tier too. I'm like, oh, this looks kind of possible. And then, nope, never mind. Like uh, D tier just like it was figuring out, but it's so hard. Man. It's playable, but like you can't forward it. Like, and I know, like it's it's chic and like it's one of Sheik's best tools yeah. and like it's void and void loves forward it. But when I was watching him, I was like, bro, you're doing great. Just don't forward air. And then he would send a forward air and take infinite. And I was like... And die, yeah. But, like, when he wasn't forward air and he was winning, I was like, this looks this looks fantastic. But yeah. I Did know it's like one of those... think it's, like, super bad. Like, for ice climbers. And I... Oh, yeah. It's not that I disagree, but I'm way more optimistic. They, they would rather fight Pac-Man than ice climbers sometimes. And I'm just like... All right. So... I mean, I have lost to, to Big D with Diddy, so... Um, I, I get it. It is really tough, but I, but I know what you mean, Marcus. Like it's, I feel like it's doable for both characters. But um, I gave my shout outs to Zamba and Light. I also want to shout out Shattuck. He worked super hard for those oh, yeah. wins in that top Bro, eight. Top he was eight. great. He, was, he clocked in and went to work. Uh, shouts to Jackal making a really good losers run. Um, one of my best friends, so I just need to give my shout out to him. And I also have a funny story. Oh, so, no. This is, all, this is a funny story and also an apology to Jackal. Oh, um, no. So I just Put lost the solo Zamba. camera on him, Chris. He's no, 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 him. no. So I just lost to Zamba, and I went to, like, the corner of the room, kind of, like the setups. I had my AirPods in, noise canceling on, music on molding a little bit internally a lot of bit internally and he walks up to me and like i still had the noise canceling on so i could i could barely hear what he's saying and i thought he came up to me and said hey like i just beat shattuck um and i said cool now fuck off because oh. <laughs> i had just lost but he was like half joking half mad because he's like i've known him for so long he's one of my best friends and I, but the thing is, I don't think he knew I lost to Zamba, and I didn't know he said he lost to Shattuck. <laughs> so not only did he come up to tell a friend he lost, I told him to fuck off and respond. 
but we, we cleared it up but i just thought it was a funny story looking back on it and it's, it's also shouts to, he had a great run he beat ouch he beat bloom um you reversed three out ouch right because what he told me um something i i think there was a reverse three out somewhere i think he had he beat omega he had a great run Oof. um but yeah that story was was pretty funny um sorry man i thought you said you beat shattuck <laughs> Fuck off is insane. Hey, man, I'm really sad right now. Fuck off. All right. Cool. <laughs> all right. Well, I guess Dude. I will. I, I, oh, gosh. I'm, all right. Moving on. Good yeah, job to everyone. Yeah. For the most part, yeah. Amazing tournament. And we had no Game & Watch in top eight. Bro, we I didn't Sonic. know it was in the theater until I oh, qualified had, for top eight. No, Steve. We had a Sonic Losers run in top eight. Just I was glad. Sonic, Let's just bro. say I'm glad I commentated the first half of top eight and not the second half. Shouts to Sonic, though, bro. He's pushing that character. He really is. Yeah, he, really, yeah, he really had is. some clutch it's, plays against uh, Zombo. Just what homing attack, by the way, of all times, homing attack, bro. Just, like it, what the fuck? No, what? I'm not giving it up because it nope. failed 90 times and then Stop it doing worked it, once. Yeah. But yeah, like like it worked. I think it worked like one time, and I was like, oh, it worked. Well, why'd you go uh, yeah, for it? Like, uh, Marcus, there's got to be a con to a move that homes onto the opponent. Like, come on, everyone. Like, we, I, I feel no remorse when homing attack doesn't work because I'm like, you're you're fucking using an aimbot move. Like, of yeah. course, it's got to fail sometimes. Well, hold on. I'm I think that's kind of cool, actually. I think whole characters should have a kit like that. That'd be cool. Yeah, um, we should just make all the characters in Smash auto turn around so you can just hit the A button and not well, be on. facing the correct direction. Well, hold on now. That sounds That's what sick. we need. Um, there is a <laughs> lot of those. There's we're also there. Monday morning morning quarterbacking that super hard. You know what I mean? Uh, like he, he knows those situations really well, man. But he he's also said very often that he needs to stop homing attacking off stage. Yeah. So it's like one of those yeah. things where I imagine it's he knows himself that he shouldn't be doing it as much. Like the opportunity will come regardless. But yeah, I don't know. That's a good point. It, it was just it was tough. He plays so well. It's hard to see Sonic and Ultimate with without him he's made such an impact that i have a yes. hard time remembering a world without sonics <laughs> like i know being in every grand finals or whatever you know what i mean yeah so, he's been in every in grand finals of every event he's entered since smash con of last year yeah and he beat me this time i feel like we we kind of go back and forth whether it's tournament or practice <laughs> so that can't be uh, real yeah he's no he's either gotten first or second and everything he's entered yeah, I know. Uh, since, Smash, since last summer? Yeah, yeah, he's been super consistent. What? I know he's been super consistent, obviously, but god damn. Yeah. I know. Well, like, Coach's corner, we did a, like, yeah. His defense was even better versus me yeah. this time. I think it, it's what, what gave him uh, a good edge. Like, he got banana and he was not giving that shit up. Mm-mm. Nope. I, 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 dude, I texted I you about it. that before it. Before, um, <laughs> before you played T, and I was like, "Is Diddy Sonic really even like? What happens if he takes a banana? He took the banana, and I was like, I could have done things. <laughs> oh my it, god! It's not about things I could do to prevent. To it's it's before that. Yeah, once he gets the banana, I did all I could do, but <laughs> I could have played better before that. Situation. Before, yeah, I understand. Which is scary when it comes to tournament and Smash. Usually, things aren't that cut and dry. But, but Sonic is so strong that he kind of simplifies it to the point where you got to play well before it gets rough um, for most characters. So that's really what you got to study and work on. 
we say it's the simple way we put it in commentary is how important the lead is in that matchup. It just it just is every percentage. Like how, how many times the first stock, blah blah blah. Yeah, it, absolutely. Because you're just yeah. someone is digging themselves out of a hole at some point. Like that, that's it just why matters. I like to say it's even because I think hmm. Diddy's very strong at holding the lead, just like Sonic, and I think Diddy is really good at getting the first hit, just like Sonic is. And in some ways, Diddy might even be better at getting that first hit. Um, that might be a bit biased, but that's why I have faith in it. Um, it looks hopeless when he's at a deficit, which is probably because it is hopeless, but he's better at those initial situations than most. So I feel like it, it evens out a little bit. Um, and I could have played much better, so I'll, 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 I'll play better next time. I think Sonic's versus you was the first set that entire weekend. Oh no, the end the end of him versus uh Neo was the first time that I thought he was playing well pretty much the entire weekend. Um it's crazy how high of a standard we have for him too yeah. cuz we can get like second and we can right. be like oh he wasn't playing that well this weekend like he started no no. He started turning up like some of those edge guards he was doing to Neo. I was like yeah. Oh, it's like that. Fargo. You're dead at and thirty. He killed, and he Fargo. Fargo at zero twice, I think, at yeah. the end of the set. Like I was like, oh god. And then I was, I was watching him play versus you. I was like, oh, this boy is. Try- he wants to win. Like, yeah. He he's actually like very angry. Like he said he was angry, and some people power up when they're like after they lose and they're angry. But nah, because I was watching him <laughs> versus Zomb. I was like, bro, what are you doing? And I mean, he took a set in grands. He was playing much better. Um, Zomb was yeah. just out of out of this world this weekend so or yeah. that weekend too confident bro it's crazy <laughs> that spargo like used corin to like as well spargo yeah. used corin a decent amount in this run yeah. so the fact that players are using pocket corins against sonic one of the strongest characters in the game yeah god damn uh, about spargo that's crazy is his confidence in his character choices and his mm-hmm. game plans Win or lose, uh, he will do it again next time because he believed yeah. in it the first time. You know what I mean? That's what, that's what I was going to say is he's doing a little bit of soul searching in the Sonics matchup specifically. I mean, those two play each other pretty much every week, right? At, at Coinbox and if not yeah. more than that, they play all the time. So I feel like it's like, you know, Sonics is never going to change his character. Like he's going to be playing Sonic the Hedgehog, as Charles called him earlier. And it's like, it's on Spargo because he went cloud at uh, Watch the Throne and that worked. Sure, that was great. But then it didn't work the next time. So he's like, all right, let me try something else here. Aegis sometimes, Corrin once in a while. The point, he's got a sword. He's going to use it against Sonic. It's just like, which one is he feeling in the matchup at that point? But I love how he's doing that and trying to keep it fresh. Like I'm I'm one of the biggest changes that you could have, period, in Ultimate in going for the Corrin who has been pretty niche compared to his other two characters i'd say but maybe should we make it more appearances i don't know sonic cloud is not easy either uh, hey when you're fighting someone like sonics especially um so it it's a tough choice but i like when 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 spargo locks into his choice or game plan he sticks with it until he like he doesn't do things to like he intends to win and he has a he has a plan so i i really like that about his choices um, but yeah, for reference, not that my cloud is anywhere as good as Fargo's. I've practiced cloud versus Sonics for like an hour or two and won like one game. So, um, and I'm pretty good at this game. So <laughs> that shit right. is so. And that win was off like a fucking finishing touch, bro. Like I was losing. <laughs> so fair finishing yeah. touch or something like that. Yeah. So I shouldn't have even won. So like, 
it's possible, but I feel like you'd have to be so ready and put in a lot of work into that specifically. But honestly, I can't help but as a fan of the game, want it to circle back to Cloud versus Sonic again. Um, but I'm not I'm not here to coach Spargo or anything. I, I trust in whatever he wants to do. He has good choices for sure. I think, like you said, I think Cloud is the worst of the three, though, for sure. It is, yeah. It's interesting. I, one of his biggest wins against Sonics was with Cloud at Watch the Throne. Yeah. A great tournament. If I it's his best character, myself. like, overall, so. Did you guys yeah. see the new? I, I just wanted to bring like before we wrap it up the uh, the Please Corrin, say new Pokemon the anti Corrin tech where if you pin and they drop the pin you can actually jump so it's not actually a tech chase that's a big deal that because that means oh, close up pin if you close the distance and you get close up pinned you're you're fine you don't you don't like you have to you force to do a double jump but you you can also uh, if you have a fast enough I don't you can a land too you can a land as well dude that's huge. That's a huge deal. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. I'll, I'll link you the tweet. Technical nerf from science. I'm jumping. I, I saw... Or A-Line, dude. Just A-Line and then you can reversal. I'm jumping. No, Rob can't A-Line. Fuck Rob. It doesn't, it well, doesn't help Rob. I know it's Matt Random, but Rob I'm can't. jumping every time. Gavin's a jumper. What are you going to do about it? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, I just wanted to bring up, uh, obviously, Corrin is kind of getting an uptick in the meta, and that's something that could affect Corrin's placements, right? Like, we could see a pivotal set game five where someone A lands and just rips an up smash or something and just blows That's something up Light would do. That's yeah, I was, you could say his name. Yeah, it's fine. We all know who. Or more like Gavin, because he's got a frame five up smash, right? I'm jumping. He's jumping. He's jumping. <laughs> he's re- Gavin's revealing his secrets right now. He's just telling all the Corrins. He will nah, jump every jump. time. I'd be jumping. Um, is what Cirque this weekend, one? by the way? I was really looking. There are a couple of tournaments I'm really looking forward to, and Cirque is one of them for sure. Is that next weekend? Okay, dang. Well, uh, I got to give Kiki a shout out. We were watching uh, a Florida Invitational this weekend, and Kiki was on the mic, and he said he's a huge Tweet Talks fan. So we got to give got to give the man Kiki a shout out. It's crazy Diddy to Kong. think we he is a, a, a Diddy Kong main uh, runner, co-runner of of uh, Cirque du CFL. So shout out to Kiki the Goat. It's crazy watching that invitational, Gavin. We were watching in there. We were watching Aaron play mostly, but watching everyone just because it's a fun region to watch. It's it's crazy to think how long I've known some of these people for. Like Kiki, it's like, dude, I've known him since early Smash Four, like the beginning of Smash Four. That was so long ago, bro. Like that's so I don't know. That's a lot. Reminds me of the Buzz tweet. Smoke. Yes, dude. Yeah, I probably don't even have to say I relate to that. I definitely do. You relate to that? Oh, yeah. You're the youngest in here by like 10 years. I've still been <laughs> around a long fucking time. You have been. You're getting there, bro. I'm closer to y'all than the up and coming people are to me. So That's true. Mm. Wow. You are old. Dang. All right. Let's point. go, Gavin. You old as fuck. I, I was playing competitive <laughs> Smash before Smash 4 existed. So not, true. not in tournaments. but I was going to say, does you, Wi-Fi count? You are in like that. That's like your does, class, though, right? Basically, yeah, I'm like I'm like saying. in the middle, like between like Smash Four and like late Brawl. It's weird. You're in that crowd. That's what you said earlier. That's, that's a good time, though. They did that's the same thing. Yeah. yeah, Light was new to Smash Four, so he doesn't really. He does count. Bro, it's so funny because he like he's a vet, but Loki he thinks he's more of a vet than he actually is. Because there was a time where <laughs> he was the new kid, yep. and none of us knew who he was. So. 
Light, light's at the like he thinks he's on the team sometimes. <laughs> Wait, Charles, you're talking visor era, right? Remember that, Charles? You probably hated that visor because he played Smash. Oh, the Fox. visor. Remember the bro, visor, bro? Bro, I thought like, bro played golf or something. Like I was. I know. He's a vet and all. He's definitely bro, a vet still. Yes. He he was like the middle of Smash Four. Like he he didn't he didn't come in hot until like middle slash later part of Smash Four. Yeah. Like so, I'll definitely poke fun at him for life because of that. But he's he's still he's still. I will say I give him a lot of credit because he innovated a character that didn't seem like it had any more innovation to go to that to that amount as well. To to how big it was too, because I used to be the biggest light hater when I first saw him in Smash (laughs) Four and he upset Void. I was like, how did Void lose this guy? I'm his biggest hater right now because (laughs) he plays he plays Pokemon Go with the sounds on. He does, Dude, bro. Boy started playing Pokemon Go last weekend, like during my birthday. He was like, "All right, fine, I'll boot up Pokemon Go." And then he was playing the with the music. I was like, laughing. "Please don't be like light and play with the music." He was like, "Fuck that, bro." Music. I was like, "Oh, bro, my God, even dude. better." Paris, he'll call me in the middle of the day. You know, like you'll just call me. I'm like, "What's up?" He goes, "Hey, uh, quick question in Pokemon Go. How do I, uh, how do I give my buddy more treats?" I'm like, "What the? What is this? Like, what, you're calling me for this?" <laughs> Not that I don't appreciate. I do always appreciate hearing from Paris, of course. He's like um, he's like someone's great. old uncle. Like I know. I'm like I'm not like tech support for uh, Pokemon <laughs> Go or whatever. But I mean, I, I still told him, so maybe that's on me. Maybe I should yeah. be better he's, about answering. He's so that. funny, bro. He, needs he is great. Yeah, off. it's so innocent though. Like when you play Pokemon Go long enough, those sounds are like nails on a chalkboard. Like I know, dun, dun, for dun, real. Dun, 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 you can tell dun, he's a new guy for sure. Yeah. All right. All right, it's thanks so much for watching the show. We're going to get into the Patreon, talk more in detail about my Genesis run. Uh, if you want to hear the secrets to uh, winning impossible matchups, subscribe to the Patreon and I'll tell you. Ooh. Have a good one. Dang, that's how we know you're in a good mood. You're showing the Patreon? All right. Pokemon <laughs> yeah. Day, let's go, Pokemon. If they release a Legends game every week, I'll be like this. <laughs>